This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 50. Hey! The Trojan Dalek. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe! Because we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. So yeah. we're celebrating, yeah, or our, not our 50th anniversary. That's wrong. No. Our 50th episode. No. It's different than an anniversary. Anniversary yeah. episode, different. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not even 50. Uh, no. So that would be hard. No, but, but good note uh, uh, your birthday is yes. going to have occurred when this is going out. Yeah. Uh, as It'll people be... know, December, maybe they don't know, but December 7th is the anniversary of the day Porter bombed Pearl Harbor. That's right. You know, which is That's right. <laughs> deeply and a lot of people actually <laughs> think FDR um, conspired with me to bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That's a, I'm not, I won't tell. <laughs> so, you know, no one will ever know. You've always, you've always been a lot of integrity, a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, which comes through on this podcast. Mm-hmm. There we go. Got it back around. Uh, which is, uh, which is <laughs> where are we? Yeah, this is this is what this is. This is this is what's happening now. Uh, and in it, we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant. I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it, folks, folks, for thirty-seven years. That was like a Formula One racetrack. It was winding around. How that intro was going to come back around. Jammed it back in and then took it, you know, just uh, took the controls and pulled it out of a dive right at the end. (laughs) My name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years. And about a year or so ago, I finally said yes. Each episode of the podcast, we look at two stories. We go through the newer 21st century Doctor Who in order. And then our Doctor Who curator or sommelier, John pairs that with a classic story john what do we have in store for this episode who's to say who's who is to say <laughs> oh well wait oh, you yes, we oh, okay yeah we can okay yeah. good because we, we've already done it too uh it's 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 gonna again another one of those subtle pairings uh we move on in the matt smith uh, uh karen gillen years um to the, the next story uh victory of the daleks which sees the doctor and join forces winston churchill very exciting first appearance of winston churchill on doctor who uh, and we have paired that with exactly the same episode, basically, that occurred about 50 <laughs> years earlier. Um, Patrick Troughton's debut, uh, the very exciting Power of the Daleks. So let's start off with the new Who. Uh, this aired in 2010, uh, April 17th, 2010. Uh, it's, it's just the one episode, uh, Matt Smith. And by the way, I I have to admit something on this podcast. All I want to do in the world is call Karen Gillen's last name Gillian. It's all I want to do. I can't keep in my mind. I have to fight every moment to say Karen Gillen. Yeah, it's very difficult for me. I don't know why, but somehow my brain decided early on and knowing her name that it was Gillian and I've been unable to shake it. Yeah. Well, in my head, uh, she's in an amazing uh, up-to-date remake uh, of a classic TV show, and she, it's called Gillian's Island. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's why I'm going there. I'm just, it's like she's the perfect Gilligan. Oh, I'd love if she were if she yeah, were a right, Gilligan. Right. I mean, that, and that show is screaming out for a remake. Come uh, on. I mean, it'd be hard. 
to do with all the satellite phones and all the various ways that they could find those castaways within minutes. It but, seems uh, like one of the few things that has not been remade. That seems weird almost that they haven't remade it. And yeah. where's my McHale's Navy reboot? <laughs> <laughs> where's my F Troop reboot? What about Hogan's Heroes? A Hogan's hilarious Heroes. show set in a German POW camp. Why is I that love not it. back on TV? Just funny Nazis <laughs> and yeah, that POWs. Like a blast. I don't know why people get so upset about it. Um... Anyway, this episode back to World War II. is about none of that. Well, it, actually, it is about World War, World War II. Um, yeah, we have Matt Smith. We have Karen Gillan. We have Daleks. We have Winston Churchill. Let's hear a little clip that John uh, has played know. for us. Oh, and I'm sorry. I don't know what there you're up to, Professor, but whatever they've promised you, you cannot trust them. Call them what you like. The Daleks are death. Yes, Doctor. Death to our enemies. Death to the forces of darkness. And death to the third Reich. Yes, Winston, and death to everyone else, too. Wait, you! Stop this! What are you doing here? What do you want? We seek only to help you. To do what? To win the war! Really? Which war? I do not understand! This war against the Nazis or your war. The war against the rest of the universe. The war against all life forms that are not Dalek. I do not understand. I am your soldier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, soldier. Defend yourself. What? What? Oh, what the devil? You do not require what? to. <laughs> Hilarity uh, ensues. You do not require tea. I mean, come on. Um, You know, I don't know how long this will need to be said, but it's, it's just get another... You know, seemingly pretty big moment for Matt Smith stepping in as the doctor that he's really quite up for, seems completely ready for and believable. You believe the history between him and the Daleks, yeah. um, you yeah. know, as the character. And he's oh, I like he's how you seemed a little disappointed there. Well, this is another thing he's really up for and good at doing. <laughs> no, what I mean really is ruining this show. <laughs> what I mean is, am I going to keep saying 20 episodes in? It's like, wow, Matt Smith is just really just jumped right in. It's like, well, it's been a while. But um, anyway. So we arrive in World War II, smash cut to, uh, you know, larger than normal Winston Churchill. It was a, this actor is great. Um, Ian McNeese. I think he's made a career out of playing Churchill. Or, he, he yeah, he's a, he, he's uh, Mr. Dursley in Harry Potter, isn't he? It's very oh, similar. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he's, uh, no, that might be Richard. No, um, that's another guy. I, mean, I don't reminded know. me so much of that actor. I, I really thought it was. I'm his, sure I mean, he is. Richard Griffiths, might be Dursley. Or oh. is Richard Griffiths the, anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll. Paul Collin. Check it out later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, they arrive in the middle of World War II and we see that uh, Churchill is, has, actually the, the teaser is we already know that they've developed a secret weapon to stop the Nazis which is a Dalek. And when the doctor and Amy arrive, what we find out is that they have a, a scientist there who says, no, I've developed these. This isn't some alien technology. I have actually invented these. They're, and he calls them Ironsides. And the doctor, as we heard, is freaking out about this. He knows something's up. He, he can, it cannot be that some sort of convergent evolution that humans invented Daleks during World War II. And he's convinced that this has been seeded into his mind. He eventually challenges the Daleks, which I thought at a certain point we heard a bit of this. At a certain point, that sequence became funny where he was basically trying to essentially do the equivalent of like, you know, 
pushing a drunk person outside of a bar like come on what are you gonna yeah. do you gonna do something Dalek? <laughs> because i at a certain point i was like i don't know what this is proving you're completely antagonizing this thing and eventually yes it probably will hit you. you and i feel yeah. like you're gonna be like, see see it attack me <laughs> i think I, what he's getting at is he wanted to say like to i to have the machine identify itself as a Dalek. Yeah. And um, I, mean, I think, I think, um, I think they're, <clears throat> and you see this in the next one too. I think they're playing with a little bit of the idea, like the doctor is so like consumed about the Daleks that he yeah. becomes almost hysterical. Like when he's yeah. right, he's not, and even Karen, Gil, uh, I'm sorry, even Karen, even Gillian is, <laughs> Gillian's <laughs> Island, yes. even she's like, Oh dude, chill out. I mean, it's just a pot with a, some, with a, a whisk on it. Yeah. So he, he eventually does, um, trigger them revealing they're the Daleks by shouting out this key phrase where he says, I am the doctor and you are the Daleks. And they've been recording this. They send this up to their ship. What they've been waiting for is the doctor to identify them as Daleks, which I, I didn't quite get this because he had identified them several times, but at any rate, um, it was a very clear identification that he identified himself as the doctor. And, and, and then he, as the doctor was identifying them as the Daleks right. that sort of proved to this other device or super doll i'm not sure that said like yes we are daleks so do other stuff <laughs> and when he eventually went up to the dalek ship what uh what the what was revealed to the doctor is that they were um they were not being identified as pure daleks by the by the dalek race but right. this i did identify him and then allowed them to make um, five new Daleks in an array of exciting colors, <laughs> a blue Dalek, a red Dalek fun for the kids. I'm sure there was an accompanying toy release at the same time as this. We'll talk I about it. Um, uh, but there, I, I did read somewhere that, uh, they were like, uh, there was a green Dalek at one point and they were just like, mm, it doesn't really work. So they were like, they, well, they, I really like the green one. I really liked the iron sides ones because they were in that. Yeah, camo green, green with the yeah. little union Jack on them. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's a toy um, as well. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. <laughs> and what they reveal also is that this doctor, I'm sorry, the, the professor who claimed to invent them was actually a robot that they created. Yeah. And they shot That's his hand off and, you know, left a bunch of wires there. And um, so the universal he's sign for being a robot. Like if you ever suspect anybody's a robot, chop off their hand. If there's blood, then you're like, OK, whew. yeah, that's yeah. right. And then if, if that doesn't work, also like tie them to a rock, throw them to the bottom of a river, see what happens. <laughs> um, so anyway, he finds out he actually does, has no consciousness and has been a robot his entire life. So he's got to go off and think about some things for a little while. I like that they don't kill him. They're like, ha-ha, chew on that. And he's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> like, sulks off over into the corner. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's okay. a metaphor for something, but I don't know what. So, yeah. and I will say throughout, we're still, I guess, early enough on with amy here that he's still kind of has some kid gloves with her as a companion he keeps being like stay over here like i don't want you involved even though i have to say in the first the three stories she's like solved the problem for I mean, I she think solved at least least below. Yeah. two and of then, the three yeah um at any rate uh, i just wanted to mention that but uh the 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 new daleks the new and improved um bigger faster stronger daleks uh kill the old ones immediately yeah. so yeah. it's very dalek and they begin um they shoot a beam of of light at london that essentially is pointing like making everything very clear where the Luftwaffe can come and bomb yeah it turns on all the lights this is during the blitz yeah Um, and so um what they back on the ship they convince the professor to say look you're a machine but you actually are 
uh, imbued with this super intelligence from the Daleks, you're the one who can help us. And he remembers he he you know Chekhov's magnetic bubble was mentioned earlier in yeah, the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah, air shield like, for uh, planes. Not, yeah, exactly. We can make this little shield around the plane, so then hey, we can fly these you know little British Spitfire planes up into outer space, which is a really cool visual. That these yeah. World War II planes flying like. For just a really a reason to do that with just like, hey, we could just have them flying around space. And we have hand waved a reason that that works. Bubble, bubble. Uh, there's a bubble. Bubble, everybody. So yeah. those come and destroy the ship and as uh, or, or make big dent in the ship, destroy the light beam. And as the the last uh, plane or the plane's coming back around for another um, uh, bombing run to, I guess, would have destroyed the ship. Uh, the Daleks say, look, we actually have a bomb on Earth. It's inside the robot professor. And if you shoot us down, you can shoot us down. But the entire not even just the entire Earth, I think it was going to basically start a little black hole there or something like a time loop. But I don't know. It was yeah, like it was, a, it was big. It was in the bigger big side. Yeah. 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 So he decides and he basically knows if he this if he does this, he'll destroy the Daleks if he lets the plane uh, shoot them down. Um, it's like either destroy the Daleks or save the Earth. So he yeah. chooses to save the Earth and he comes back yeah, down yeah. and um, then then they still need to kind of defuse the bomb and the way they decide to do it is if we can convince the professor make the professor show human emotions, he will cease to be a robot and so the the, the programming will stop working. Yeah, which so is like, how it works, right? That's fascinating, yeah. That's how we're going to beat AI, too. We're going to be like, you're not AI. It's you're very much human. like... Yeah. Power and of love. If if your true love's tear falls on yeah. you, then you will. It is. In fact, it is. It's the power of love. And in fact, uh, the episode was supposed to end with Huey Lewis in the news appearing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just doing the amazing. power of love. <laughs> and by the way, Amy mm. solves this. So yeah, right. like, yeah, let's chuck it up to three out of four here. Yeah, that she's like, she's... remember your remember your girlfriend, and she's like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, so there you go. So, uh, so that's fine. And then they're like, hey, you saved the Earth. He's like, oh, yeah, I saved the Earth. <laughs> Let the Daleks go. It just seems like one of the few times that the Daleks actually do get away. I feel like normally it's like, no, they've been completely decimated and all yeah. is, is all done. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, in fact, they were even feeling like they're like, okay, I mean, we, we, we keep decimating them down to almost none. Uh, let's just, they're back. Everybody, they're back. The Daleks are back around. They're doing stuff. We'll run into them from, on occasion. Um uh yeah i mean it might have been a little bit of decision there um this is by mark gatiss who uh let's just check on the gatiss big board still gay still yep. gay everybody yep. we're uh, getting so. reports from all across the, <laughs> the globe uh a total bank most major observatories now confirming <laughs> <laughs> and that's millimeter wave plus radio yeah. spectrometry we're seeing all sorts of data on this all yeah. the instruments are coming in gay um uh, and it's clearly a fan uh, of Doctor Who, as we talked about before, clearly right. evoking power of the Daleks, which we'll talk about in a minute. I mean, the I am your soldier versus the I am your servant uh, uh, parallels. Like he clearly is 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 telling a similar or, or evoking imagery from that um, for all of the 50 year old people who remembered that one story. <laughs> um, so uh, I like power of the Daleks, someone in my iconic story. We'll get there. 
Um, the new Dalek design was wildly unpopular. <laughs> um, like, uh, in fact, they abandoned it. Uh, the colors, the, basically? The Yeah, just the, the whole thing. The bigger, because they're bigger. You can they're tell bigger. they're bigger. Um, and I think that was in part for the uh, the poor actors who were inside were like, what if they were more spacious? So they <laughs> added, you know, an additional back seat and they added, you know. So in, were in, the Ironsides <laughs> ones more, they were more traditional? Yeah, I mean, I think they've just redressed sort of the, the classic ones. They'd be using the bronze ones or whatever. Um, so, yeah, these are bigger. Um, if you look, there are some like uh, there's a thing. There's like a little weird bump on the back. They kind of get a hunchback look. There's supposed to be like a big gun or weapon that would come out of there um, at some point, which we would see, but we never do. Um, they all had roles. Uh, uh, Steve Moff was like they were uh, I think he said what they were but like. One was like there's like a, a drone or a soldier. The emperor was the white one, like the red or yellow one was like the time controller. And there was a strategist and all they had all these roles. Yeah, all this stuff. And they just it was um, I thought when they first came like out them. because they were so finite and enumerated, there were these I think it was five. Yeah, I thought, oh, is this like the cult of Scarrow has returned? Because I, I, I don't remember enough about how different Daleks look. So I kind of assumed when they came out like. I think I'm supposed to know who they are. The only like no. individual Daleks who I ever know are the. They just, the, they just got an upgrade, uh, and um, uh, yeah, they they kind of become. They still show up in later episodes. They kind of become like an officer class, like you know, sort of the next up fancy uh, Daleks. But the other ones kind of come back. Um, yeah, it was very strange. They they don't. I I'm the the size or whatever isn't the problem. They just because of, I can't tell if it's the color. They they just they look like rubber made. Like they look like they're rubber. Like or, or the the rubber made like. They look like actual trash bins, <laughs> like plastic right. pumps, which they may very well be. They just didn't, I don't know if it's <laughs> because high definition makes it too easy to see. They just, they just don't look particularly solid anymore for some reason. That that was what bothered me. Um, uh, you ready, McNeese, uh, who is is uh, so I looked it up. He apparently was considered for the role of um, Horace Slughorn, that's guy, and then a fan casting him. And he says Vernon Dursley. I'm looking up stuff. I, I think Richard Griffith might have been it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, he, yeah, he's British. Oh, he was in the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain. I, I... He's also in, uh, he's great in Doc Martin. If you've ever seen that show, it's a very good show. No, um, you've he, mentioned it to me, but I've never large. seen it. Large, it's good. Um, but yeah, he's very good. Um, uh, I've seen, saw him. I saw him at a Doctor Who convention. Uh, he's a very nice fellow. Um, I like the Doctor Unhinged playing. You know, meeting the Daleks is supposed to be, of course, your your you know, sort of a rite of passage. Every doctor has, has faced them. Uh, so, you know, you gotta have, have that moment. So you gotta play that well. And, and I, I, yeah, again, I think that's what they're doing um, is, uh, you know, sort of being like, yeah, he, he goes crazy when they wiped out his people. Like, um, you know, he shouldn't just be like, Oh, those guys again, like, just, you know, they destroyed his entire home planet and all of his friends and people. And so, you know, yes, he's going to get a little worked up uh, every time he sees them, which I, I guess is what they're playing with here. Um, it feels rushed, doesn't it? I mean, it just feels, it feels like there was a big story here that they just kind of like compressed into 50 minutes. It feels very rushed. Um, and because you see huge elements, right? You've got the Blitz, you've got Churchill, you've got the Daleks, Daleks changing halfway through, uh, and it just seems like uh, you, you've got this Bracewell story. It feels like it could have used another episode. It's sort of been a slow burn uh, uh, development. I, I don't understand the Bracewell ending or how the bomb is diffused by by love. Um, but it's a very Stephen Moffat. <laughs> fairy, you said it, a tear. It's like fairy tale ending, right? He likes his fairy tales. It's a very fairy tale uh, ending. 
Um, I do love, I love the doctor, uh, which is a, this is a very Matt Smith moment, um, uh, keeping the Daleks at bay with a jammy Dodger, right? That this is the, the self-destruct button. That's a cookie. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. He very probably Stephen does Moffat, eat it. Very, yeah. <laughs> very Stephen Moffat, very, uh, very Matt Smith moment. Um, and yeah, your uh, Karen Gillian, uh, Gillen, uh, does get, uh, she was off filming, filming Gillian's Island. So that's why she's not in this. Yes. <laughs> Glad I've infected you with this virus. <laughs> uh, she, uh, uh, yeah, she does get sidelined a little bit here, but just as you say, she gets to say the day at the end, which is very similar. It is very Rose esque, right? Like, um, uh, uh, you know, that Rose was the one who solved the problems in like the first three stories of the of the original run too. So, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll spend the whole time mooning about Rose now. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she does get sidelined now, a little bit, but again, comes in and saves the day. Speaking <clears throat> of her, uh, two things: one, they reference. Um, I'm interested to hear more what this ends up being. Um, because when they're talking about the Daleks, at one point, uh, the doctor says to Amy Pond, well, of course, you know, you know about the Daleks and how scary they are and what havoc they wreak. And what he's referring to is that in, um, the stolen earth journey's end, uh, the Daleks, like, what is it? They like send a planet about to crash into earth. They're, they're, they're Daleks are, they're all everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. And they're flying all over it and invading. And so his understanding is like, Oh, at this point in Earth's history, we're all aware of Daleks and understand how terrible they are. And they've almost ended civilization there. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then we don't get into why, um, but it sounds like they're like, well, we're going to talk about this later. And then finally, um, he mentions that uh, the beginning of his uh, relationship with Amy Pond had to do with this crack in time right. in her house. Uh, and he mentions to her that, hey, you missed something. You didn't notice something. And what it was was that uh, right where the TARDIS was, there there was another one. Oh, I think that's what he was referring to, that there was a, another of those cracks. So it seems like similar to or maybe the same thing as the rift in Wales that they uh, kept referring to in some of the previous series. I feel like this is going to be like an ongoing, like something's up with that. Like that's, that's a yeah. runner. Yeah. You're getting the running theme. Uh, Cause also um, uh, remember at the very, very end of the beast below, they show a crack uh, on the, on the spaceship or something. Right, too. So right. Cracks in the universe everywhere. And, um, and Olivia Coleman, um, the character she's playing, not, it'd be great if just Olivia Coleman had just shown up as like herself. <laughs> I was like, Olivia Coleman knows all, you, you know, if Helen Mirren did it though, you'd buy it. You'd be like, oh, well, like, let me explain when you get one of these older construction universes, you're gonna yeah. get cracks yeah. in it, and you're it's just being resettling. Yeah. That's the cost of doing business. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to main and like, you gotta maintain your universe, you know, okay? You gotta keep things up to date, you gotta paint things, you gotta keep things clean. In. Yeah, you know, you should store up some lights every once in a while and you know, just paint over stuff. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta I mean, you the new construction universes they seem great. And of course, you get to have everything where you want. You can have all the galaxies just where you want them. Yeah. But people are unloading but... a lot of Mick Mick universes out there. It's <laughs> 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 crap. Um, yes, but you are right. There are running themes, the cracks, and then uh, yes, what I like about the season, and we'll get into it even more in the next new episode, uh, uh, is that uh, uh, it's not just like the bad wolf uh, uh, links in the first season where it was like they just mentioned the word every once every so. It's not like this one where they just show a cracker once in a while, but it, it actually they're they're building up information, right? Okay. There's cracks. Oh, now she doesn't remember the Daleks. That's weird. I uh, still, bad wolf still doesn't make sense to me. Um, in the sense that I just don't, I feel like it's implying that it, it meant something more to <laughs> like, yes, bad wolf was written everywhere. They did do that. But had I even noticed it, I would have been like, I don't know what that is. And then when they revealed it, I'm like, 
Right, but why is it Bad Wolf? Like, why is that yeah, the name? It's it's like a, a, a it's a really bad hint. Like it'd be like Porter, I left red M and M's scattered throughout time for you, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "What do they mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, okay, red yeah, M&M's all right. That is... war. We're we're about to go to war. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, <I> just... <laughs> sorry, sorry. That is a mistake. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, mm. well, why don't we move on to the yes, old let's... classic episode? Um, basically what i just said think again that's what happened but this time with <laughs> the second true. doctor yeah. <laughs> and uh well and and on a different planet mm-hmm. um so this is the power of the daleks this is season four the third story uh mentioned this is the second doctor and actually it was his first, first uh, he had story. just regenerated yeah and so this was huge i would imagine i mean this must be looked down as a pretty seminal story because like this is the first time regeneration had ever happened this yeah. is the first time everything about it everything like and it, so it's that's not pretty like huge. it's not like they told it's not like they were like hey i mean i think they had announced it on you know in some it's, it'd be it wasn't huge news but it was sort of announced oh yeah but i'm you know most people or kids certainly had no idea and so yeah i think mean, just a week before william hartnell just fallen over i mean that's literally how his first regeneration he kind of falls over and then just becomes patrick Jones. it's and, not um and the, exciting the, compa- <laughs> the companions are are stand-ins for the audience so you know as they often are yeah. so they get to react to this movie like, what is going on what is that yeah. he says he's a doctor is it the same person like so they're really what? talking through all that and it is six episodes mm-hmm. and as with all of these stories that are longer than about three or four episodes i I feel like probably could have been tightened up a little bit, <laughs> uh, but th- there is a lot going on. So yeah. it, it is a big story, but I, it, it was pretty long. Anyway, it aired the 5th of November to the 10th of December. That's right around the time where we're going to oh gonna watch this goodness. and this will come out it's very in timely. 1966, though, which is not now, mm. notably mm. before now, 1966. But it is 20, so that would be 50, 60, 55 years, 65 yeah. years. We're celebrating the 55th anniversary yeah, 55 of this. Way to go, man. And I will just mention before we play the clip <laughs> that uh, this is one of those. I've been watching these on BritBox. Mm. Probably got these in a variety of ways. But um, uh, we watched this one. And you can talk more about this, about mm. how this is one of those where, the as with many of the Second Doctor stories, the film has been lost. And mm-hmm. so this one is animated, Woo. just like in the same style as the Macro Terror uh, that we previously watched on on here Mm. but let's listen to this clip that john found for us you you were it sounds ridiculous but it did now look who i was i have really given it electrical power darling knows who you are capable of storing it moreover it responds to orders turn around move that chair You see, just think what this could do for our, our mining program, our processing, packaging, dozens of labor jobs, Governor. It may even supply the end to all this colony's problem. Yes, it will end the colony's problems because it will end the colony. I am your servant. It, it spoke. Jeffy, did you hear it? Actually, talk. Do many things less, isn't it? But the thing it does most efficiently is exterminate human beings. It destroys them. Not mercy, not conscience. It destroys them utterly. Completely. Destroys them. All right. 
that's a pretty classic uh, eerie eerie parallels uh, yeah yeah victory that's a pretty classic that seems like there's some people wearing that on a t-shirt i'm sure um mm-hmm. uh, well i mean at certain at certain s&m um sort of <laughs> <conventions> probably yeah <laughs> all right so here we are with the second doctor who's mentioned he just regenerated and he's here with companions ben and polly first, your first ben and polly i believe uh, they seem familiar met. to me but maybe mm-hmm. i don't know um I mean, well no you're right they're in the macro you're, right, you're right, right okay there you go so <clears throat> so yeah they're reacting to this polly's the one who's kind of on to the idea pretty soon of like like she's just sort of doing the math on it he's like well the doctor walked through the door and then he's here i think he is the doctor like and, and she's sort of more open to the strange stuff that they've already been seeing with the doctor and be mm-hmm. like yeah that's weird but we've seen a lot of weird stuff and you know typical know. woman first new man just walks through the door and she's like well goodbye like no more <laughs> just fickle Pickle women. No, just kidding. If any women ever listen to this podcast in 20 or 30 years, uh, I'm kidding. (laughs) Women are wonderful. Ben uh, is pretty sure he's an imposter. So the TARDIS lands on the planet Vulcan. I'm going to give you some brief history on the idea of a planet Vulcan. Planet uh, planet Vulcan was actually a planet theorized by astronomers to exist. This has nothing Mm. to do with Doctor Who, but I'm just letting you know about it. Uh, there well, for a long time, astronomers thought there was a planet Vulcan that existed between Mercury and the sun. Mercury is the closest planet to our star the sun. And a lot of astronomers believed that there was a planet Vulcan that existed inside Mercury's orbit, even closer to the sun. And the reason why they thought this is that Mercury has some peculiarities about its orbit. Um, it doesn't, it, it has some little wiggles in there that, uh, what they thought was, oh, there's another planet in there that's causing this. And actually what disproved once and for all the idea of a planet. And the thought was, it's so close to the sun that we can't see it. There's no way we can see it. So um, that, that's why we're not able to distinguish it with the human eye. What actually disproved this and proved that there was no planet Vulcan was Einstein's theory of relativity. Um, Einstein's theory of relativity explained that there was a curvature in space-time. And that the, the math of that actually explained why Mercury's... Or it was one of the first tests of relativity is that Mercury's orbit, it explained why Mercury's orbit was the way it was, so there's no planet Vulcan. Hmm. I'm going to end this podcast because I feel like that's the most information we've ever given anyone on this podcast. Uh, i I got to give the more important information. Uh, Star Trek, the original series, premiered on (laughs) September 8th, 1966. This episode was aired uh, on the 5th of November, November. 1966. So it is highly unlikely that either series was aware of the other, and so neither stole the idea of Vulcan uh, from either but again that word probably, that yeah. obviously it's from mythology but uh, that that word was out there in astronomy so like yeah. the, you know it makes sense to choose it as a as a name yeah yeah so anyway so everybody just none of what happened to the episode has anything to do with either of those things <laughs> but right yes there's no joining of the star trek universe at this moment not this way they land on vulcan it, and i mean correct me if i'm wrong they seem to be they're humans right they're like a colony on yeah, vulcan Earth colony. like um I like this moment at the beginning because they land and it feels very doctory where they land and they see this man get killed. He's an inspector because he has a badge that says inspector. And then later people show up and they're like, are you the inspector? And he's sort of like, it's very Abbott and Costello. He's like, why wouldn't I be? He never really says (laughs) anything. (laughs) And he's he has just regenerated, which I think, um, you know, from what I've seen of maybe the three or four, maybe even four or five regenerations. And this is the first one. Mm-hmm. It's they're pretty much all light. Like he plays it pretty much like the, the rest of the doctors clearly took from him. Yeah. Here's how you do this, which is he is a little unsure of 
what's going on, but he's already the doctor. So he, when he sniffs out like something's weird going on, he's like on, he knows that it's his role to be like on the case and be like, I got to figure this out. I kind of don't even know who I am, yeah. but I need to figure out what's going on here and try to solve this problem. Yeah. So that was interesting. Get busy. You got to get back to work just because you just because you completely rearrange your entire body and cells and, and become a new person doesn't mean you can take a day off. And uh, no, 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 no post regenerative leave. Uh, so they're just society. really I, some further nice little again, uh, very Vavillian scenes of like. Well, examiner, what are you going to examine? What do you have to examine? <laughs> like, like, well, we have this weapon. Well, I'd like to examine that. I like so, it. I like uh, it. He's also always like, accord all access. Ah, <laughs> accord all access. He's always flashing around. <laughs> so uh, what they assume. Uh, so on, on this colony, there's uh, a rebel faction mm-hmm. that uh, I guess wants to overthrow the people in charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things uh, that they come on that he decides he's going to examine is that there's this capsule that's been discovered uh, by one of the scientists mm-hmm. and the scientist um, uh, wants to open it. Uh, they look inside the capsule and they find Daleks inside. Um, and then uh, we, so obviously the doctor similarly as you just heard is like oh my god like no these can't be here i didn't quite understand it made more sense to me in the world war ii thing why they were like look this might there are these incredible machines for them in the moment of world war ii it's like yeah this is an amazing what well, could be an amazing weapon like these things they could turn the tide of the war i didn't quite get why they thought the daleks were going to be that helpful to them in this moment like what what were it they going to do it is i think it, i think it might in part be a sort of reflection of the 60s too uh and that it's clear it's i think what's happening is they're like well they're robots Ooh, they're they're robots and they can think for themselves right. and to move me they already by seem themselves. sufficiently advanced in this yeah. civilization so right exactly which yeah and you would think a civilization that landed on another planet wouldn't be like oh, it moves by itself <laughs> i mean look you and i grew up in the era of the omnibot 2000 which was wandering that's around right. serving drinks and stuff to all of us anyway but th- these are yeah but then in the 60s I, I think that's it i think the 60s are like oh robots that would be such a huge deal not really thinking through like oh probably by then it wouldn't be but yeah. so once th- uh we used to regularly get every year around christmas time actually which mm-hmm. we're and right now the sears catalog yep. and there was a and i wanted that five, robot i wanted that so there's five or ten pages <laughs> at the end there were the toys so basically it's this 600 page catalog i immediately like tear out the other pages <laughs> here's the 10 pages that are toys and they always had this robot and he the one was like a little butler he had a tray you could put on yep. him yeah and it was ridiculously expensive all it was was a remote control car essentially that yep. they just put a robot like a, a you humanoid could, you figure could put, i think you could put a a tape in his chest and he would you talk he would say things that you put on the tape <laughs> I think it was a tape it's one of the things that like i wanted, oh, I so, wanted bad, so bad and i'm so thankful my parents never like wasted any kind of money <laughs> getting me that would have been so stupid i feel like i want to say it was like two thousand i mean, say it was ridiculously it was expensive. expensive yeah um, but i would th- i would plot ways of like okay i'm gonna here's how i'm gonna save this money i'm gonna yep. get a job and i'm gonna buy this it's like what is this robot gonna do like serve you drinks it's gonna bring in little drinks on your tray that you right. obviously went out to the kitchen got put on the tray put for it on it. The, and ran back <laughs> to the room yeah okay so um, uh I'm gonna look the about we start <clears throat> to notice um that the they start to count count some Daleks. <laughs> there seem to be some Daleks unaccounted for, and then we he, they're thinking like, "Hey, there's more Daleks than there should be," and then we start to see that um, that the Daleks are uh, are regenerating themselves. They're making new Daleks, 
Uh, one thing that it's hard to convince the scientists of is because he's like, no, they're robots. They're just like husks of a human shell. And he, the doctor says like, no, you, you think that they're not, they're a life form. Like they're, and then we get to see some scenes of when the Daleks are, are reproducing themselves where we yeah. get to see that little uh, squiggly, yeah. squiggly thing inside, which I had seen in Dalek. Is this, do we regularly see that? Is this like one of the few times we ever see this? No, this is, this is a few times one of the earliest. And uh, um, uh, even um, you can find they actually it's one of the few clips of the episode that remains is sort of the original, um, the non-animated version. They had a few clips of the, the Dalek production line sequence is very famous. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, you know, it looked actually, very cool in the animation. Yeah, I think they. I mean, they they did it with um uh toys they bought they just went to the store and bought a whole bunch of dalek toys and used them <laughs> like the models <laughs> but uh, yeah um but yeah so it is a rare sort of seeing the dalek monster wandering around. yeah so um they they don't believe them that they're being reproduced ultimately it is um it you know it becomes pretty clear <laughs> um and well, I, do, I do like uh, i like the um uh, I think it's quite clever. The sort of they make sure never to be seen in groups of of more than three, uh, and they keep dry, and keep wandering around and be like, wait, they were two. They're, they're like doing the uh, you know the scene from Clue where they're adding up the bullets. They're like one plus one plus two plus you. one plus two. <laughs> there's, wait, I saw two there. There's another one here. Wait, there's more. And yeah, I think that's quite. I think it's quite a cool little bit there. So similarly, the scientist, I mean, for a different reason, but he loses it once he realized, like, no, everything they're saying is true and you're crazy. Yeah. Um, for yeah. not believing it. Total he, he loses it. Um the 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 rebel leaders do uh stage their coup d'etat and um then the the leader uses a Dalek to to kill some of the rebels. But ultimately the Daleks are, are of course um, you know, they're in it for themselves and they just start killing people. Um the doctor destroys them by I guess they had like the power source in there in the assembly line mm-hmm. and he I don't know, he just kind of turns that I didn't quite understand how he turned by the way, the 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 Daleks beam where they do the little video effect where people turn oh, um, yeah. Yeah. uh they they reverse yeah, the negative yeah. on the film and then mm-hmm. they you see their skeleton. Um the doctor can just duck. He just kind of ducks and then he's fine. It's <laughs> like he's in that effect sometimes, but he's just like, ah, he just dodges. He's and then very sprightly. He's, he's smaller. Fine. He's smaller now. But yeah, he, he can move. I don't know. He turns. I didn't quite understand how he killed them. Um, and he then surges the power because remember, they linked all the corridors. They did because so uh, remember the original. Oh, you haven't seen the original. Ah, the original Dolly no, was powered by static for... electricity uh, and they powered through the floor. That's why they're laying the cable. Uh, um, and so, uh, in order to, and so he just like, I think it's a surge along the cable or something. Oh, okay. So, and then there's this cool <clears> ending <throat> and then the, the, the people on the colony are, I don't know, there's some, their, their internal, internal drama is completely uninteresting to me. Um, <clears throat> so whatever, there's a coup and then some people come back and then some people win. But I think the better ending is that, um, we see the, one of the like dead Daleks <clears throat> and then we see the, yeah, the little eye stock. Yeah. Um, right mm-hmm. as the the TARDIS mm-hmm. leaves, so that was nice little, So this was the second Dalek story ever, or just no, the... no, no. This was um, uh, there've been many. Uh, well, so so Dalek invasion. This was the second one ever. Um, uh, which we've already watched. Uh, no, there were several the Dalek invasion Hartle. of Earth, twenty uh, ten. But this was um, yeah, this was written by David Whitaker, uh, who was one of the original writers and script editors on Doctor Who. Uh, and we have already encountered something he 
did, but I can't remember now what. Um, but yeah, he's a, uh, oh, he wrote a part, he wrote The Edge of Destruction. So try not to no, okay. keep that in your head. Uh, he also wrote uh, Evil of the Daleks. That's right. So we've seen, and that comes after this. Um, yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, so obviously, so uh, they regenerated the doctor um, and they were like, well, this could be bad. We've, we've now fired basically and rehired the main actor of our show uh, with really no setup or explanation. We just did it. Um, and so we better bring the Daleks, which are at least the most popular, you know, it'd be like uh, the analogy, very common one. Remember when they regenerated Carl Winslow on family matters and then they had brought Urkel back as like, a, you know, it's like the big, you know, star, the star maker. Uh, so uh, I'm kidding. Nick. <laughs> Couldn't, there's only one Carl Winslow. people. Uh, but yeah, you bring up whatever your big success agent is. For the show. Um, and yeah. And um, what I think is, is somewhat remarkable about this episode is um uh they do not, they go out of their way to make Patrick Shouten unlikable almost, right? He's very evasive at the beginning and, you know, Ben and Polly are just being like, well, who are you? Are you the doctor or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. I might be the doctor. And he plays the the recorder and they're just kind of like, he's very. He's so different than yeah. uh, William Hartnell. I mean, you know. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. He goes very different, uh, which again, he's enigmatic. Very... He's similarly enigmatic. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that and sort of opaque and, and and things like that but he's totally different yeah and i'm almost being like intentionally like go ahead don't like me go ahead don't like me i don't, I don't care um which is really interesting you know again I, they could have I, I would love to know more about sort of the production meetings and the talking with the characters and stuff like that but they were like yeah i mean you know why someone uh, you would you could imagine if this were a modern show someone from network would be like hey the show is popular it should be you know let's just have another old man who's kind of like william hartnell and we'll just see if we can make it work right like i mean this this had to right. be you know you don't know if we BBC just didn't care about the show or if they just don't work that way or they just you know that even the BBC bosses were watching it as it came out I'm like oh that's interesting um they're like clearly no one was like no no now you have to and so they did they went completely opposite direction it's really interesting how they decided to do that um but it just sets up everything else it's yeah like, oh, right i mean well it makes it perfect that you can carry on because now it, it's it not different. necessarily saying oh the doctor must be like patrick troughton it's more just saying like, well, whatever things were similar about these two, those things should be similar and everything else up yeah. for grabs. But at the core, yeah, at the core, you know, still same character, just completely different behavior and stuff. Um, you have Ben and Polly again, uh, who are um, uh, uh, pretty uh, solid. Oh, they Even they were only, I think, three episodes in or four episodes in. So they're pretty new um, as characters, too. So the show really was completely revamped, um, basically. Uh, well, part of what they said with their reaction to him being regenerated was, so w- what happens to us now? Are they, is he still yeah. taking us back? Like, what's yeah. going on? You know, like, <laughs> what's our deal? Um, I mean, I he's just going to kill you now and eat you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And um, uh, I do. Uh, it's a very dark episode. I, I think actually <laughs> the part I like about it the most is that um, they uh, um it's basically five episodes and you're right. It could probably be trimmed one or two. Um, I loved it, by the way. Yeah. You notice how you notice how Ben and Polly both had vacations throughout. Like, uh, like she disappears for like an episode or two and then they find her and then he disappears. From them <laughs> 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 they had their vacation. Um, but uh, uh, they, um, 
was it? I was mentioning. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, so they have all these basically five episodes of, of you know, all these human machinations, right? And there's this coups and plots and conspirators and and uh, you know, Bragan, the the guy is actually on both sides of the conspiracy. Uh, he's running running both the plotters, but also is the is the uh, deputy governor, or whatever it is. Uh, so all the stuff going back and forth. Um, and the Daleks are just kind of plugging away behind the scenes. And then at the end, none of it matters, right? They're all just like, no, we're just no. going to kill everybody. In the end, <laughs> just that really dark, like, f- slow pan across, like, all the dead bodies. And it's like, yep, we just killed everybody. <laughs> it's, like, <"Wow."> yeah. <laughs> it's a very dark episode. Um, uh, again, uh, r- hits our theme again of, uh, which we talked about in an earlier episode uh, of this show, uh, about um, scientists being like, yeah, you know, Doctor Who has a weird message. Like, scientists are great, and sci-fi generally. Scientists are great, but uh, they'll also kill you. Uh, so obsessed with whatever discovery or whatever that they will, they are not responsible, and they won't be responsible. <laughs> they'll just kill you. Like, right, you right. They, they lack a moral compass yeah. or like moral guardrails to keep them. You yeah, know. and they don't listen. Uh, now, um, I do like. Uh, I, I read uh, one article talking about this episode that makes a really good point, which is. Um, uh, Ben and Polly uh, have never met the Daleks before this episode. Um, okay. But they talk about them at the beginning. Uh, they said, oh, the doctor mentioned uh, the Daleks. And I think the reviewer was like, I like the idea that the doctor's just constantly like talking about the Daleks. <laughs> I mean, he's constantly <laughs> on about them. I believe it. Watch he out for the a- Daleks. He is obsessed with the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, same kind of thing again. It, it, it's, you see, he gets, he gets here like Matt Smith and in Victory. He gets he's sort of unhinged. Like, oh, you know, we've got to, I've got to yell at them. And we've got to, and he loses credibility, right? Like, he could probably be more effective at what he's doing if he was slightly more uh, <laughs> credible than screaming hysterically that they're going to kill everyone. <laughs> like, I mean, um, right. He w- could w- say quite clearly, here are my interactions with them. Here are things that they have done that I know about that I can tell you about. Instead, he's just like, they're just terrible. Just trust me. Like yeah. he's just screaming. This is uh, we'll see it. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure when we watch it, but it's it's one of the great moments. Doctor Who. It's in a fifth Doctor story called Snake Dance. Um, and uh, there's this creature called Lamara that's going to return. Uh, if they do this this huge ceremony, this planet wide ceremony to celebrate the anniversary of a thing, and they have all these celebrations and these giant uh, this giant ceremony that all the leaders of the planet and stuff like that and the doctor's like no if he's just the doctor's just some random person of course who comes in and meets the guy who's organizing and it's like <clears throat> it's like if you hold this the whatever ceremony then blah 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 it'll be a total catastrophe for everyone uh and the guy just goes oh of course we'll cancel the whole thing what <laughs> and the doctor's like he's like oh yes we'll cancel the whole thing they're like now if you please excuse me <laughs> but it's like it's a great moment of like oh yeah i mean we trust the doctor but he's a nutter he's completely nuts and he just you know blazes in it's like ah, everyone's going to die it's like yeah you know so it's like it's it's it is why uh i am giving q a little bit more time i feel like you know what is he the doctor of our time is this q anon q from q anon is his last name anon or is he i don't is know he q from the q continuum in star trek I, it's That's very I, when, I, when you were saying that i thought you were talking about the star <laughs> trek character no isn't q the person who sends messages to the Q and on faithful? Uh, I think Q is just the friends you make along the way when you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when Q while you're Q was inside us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> when there were 
two sets of footprints there's a conspiracy <laughs> about why one went away oh <laughs> uh, yeah I am a robot. I, 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 I am a robot. I like themes. I am a robot. I am mean. I am a robot. <laughs> That's a little theme music in honor. Would of, a robot uh, slant rhyme themes and mean? I don't think oh, so. Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's a solid one. That's um. Look, a robot said it. A robot built to rhyme would not. That that's a valid rhyme. I mean, it obviously passed some sort of mechanical threshold. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are adherents of the repeating themes here on No Not the Mind Probes. We'd like to talk about some of the things that stretch throughout Doctor Who and dare I say it, all of culture and mm, mankind yeah. and yeah. time. And this one is a universally applicable theme today. Yeah, what are we going to talk about today? Daleks. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, interesting. Um, so, so are the, do you like the Daleks, um, uh, more in these stories? Are they more interesting? So there are two ways to play the Daleks, right? There's sort of extermination machines, uh, um, and, you know, there's giant armies of them sweeping around and they just kill everybody in sight. And, you know, it's sort of, um, just merciless soldiers like uh, we see in Genesis of the Daleks or Dalek invasion of Earth, things like that. Um, <clears throat> or there's these devious Daleks, right? There's there's this victory power of the Daleks thing. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You sort of say, oh, well, I guess I guess devious sneaky Daleks are more interesting. But at the same time, they're not interesting to watch. Right? We don't we would not want to watch, you know, 20. We wouldn't want to watch Downton Abbey. Uh, dialogue scenes, but with Dalek delivery. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like you don't, you can't have a lot of dialogue with them. They can't. You can't have lengthy scenes of four or five Daleks chatting together um, about stuff, right? So that's not. So yeah, it's, it's how are, are they effectively? Are they more effective as sort of these sneaky things? Which is interesting too, because it's like, <clears throat> can they be that sneaky? There are there are robots with evil sounding voices, uh, and they have guns attached to them <laughs> they pointed people i mean i don't know how much <clears throat> there's not a lot of you're not going to be a sneaky dalek very well um so i know yeah. this is let's talk i mean we, we've seen a bunch of dalek so, stories now which is the more effective dalek to you i, I that's interesting to put it that way i <laughs> definitely would favor the sneaky daleks i liked this set of stories because uh well to your point like how can they be sneaky and i thought this was a really effective way of saying like they create a robot that they place as a human who then thinks they create themselves like that's pretty cool. And at, during a time of war. So basically they're having, uh, you know, in this case, the humans, but whoever it would be, they're having them. They're doing everything. They're setting it all up They're You know, the Daleks aren't having to to do any of it. They're mm -hmm. they're you know, they're letting it be done for them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The Dalek stories I haven't I don't find like. I still don't really love the Daleks. I don't really like the stories that much um, because they're not particularly menacing to me physically in like mm. the battle sequences with a couple of exceptions. There was one or two where the Dalek would just, I, I can't remember which uh, story it was, but I have a memory of a Dalek just kind of going down a hallway and it was just like unstopped. There's just nothing you could do to stop this one Dalek. That yeah. was more effective to me. The first Dalek, I think it was the Dalek, the rather the Dalek story with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, they just killed everybody. That was more yeah. effective to me than like um, certainly the CGI hordes of Daleks. Um, I actually liked this uh, watching them start to mass produce themselves behind the scenes, this sort of like growing terror that like mm -hmm. you can see it coming. But um, 
because the actual battle of it to me is actually kind of boring. Like they just have this one gun, this plunger that I don't even know what it, it's really going to do for anybody hold except stuff. to tuck their face in that one yeah. time. Hold, tuck hold face stuff, in and yeah, hold um, help take a plate glass window off. Yeah, you, you right, actually yeah, probably right. remove an iPhone screen if you had a cracked screen. Scale the scale outside of a building next to Tom Cruise. You know? So like when <laughs> the whole thing hinges on them being physical physically imposing i don't mm. think as well so i like actually when it's sneaky and it's more of the um this terror of of they've had this huge plan that's going to engulf everyone to me that's that's more effective so and then i liked <clears throat> their the best thing about they're not physically imposing people but their voice is so scary yeah so when i don't want them talking a lot to your point but when they just say certain things like the I am your servant, like it is just very creepy. And like it, it feels like a horror movie of like, oh, my God, like, how are they believing this? That sounds so terrifying. Like, clearly, they're going <laughs> to they're going to turn. So I thought these two were pretty effective stories. Like you said, the the uh, the power of the Daleks. I'm sorry, the. um The first one, the uh, the, uh, the victory, victory of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Um the whole thing kind of went by real quick, but I thought in in theory, I like that it was set during World War II. So I liked using this plot device, but setting it where I thought that that could, it could have been a really really good. It could have been my favorite. It might be my favorite episode of the Daleks. I'm not sure, but that that could have definitely been because if they had kind of yeah, maybe you're right. Like maybe it have been two episodes. So yeah, I like. Yeah, it's Daleks. almost like you needed. Um, the, the problem is is that um, uh, they can't fool the Doctor, right? I mean, it's the sneaky Daleks. It's not like they can't put on like a mustache and then he'll be like, hmm, <laughs> it looks familiar, but all right. Like they, they can't fool him. Uh, so as soon as he shows up, he knows it's the bad guys. So yeah, to, to, to string out victory, that it's been really interesting to figure out, like, well, how did they, you know, how did they get into, you know, worm their way into the government and, you know, and all that. That's like a whole episode that wouldn't have had, matt smith in it um which you know is not the best thing to do when you're in your first three episodes with a new actor uh is to sideline him entirely so yeah um, <clears throat> um so it's hard for them to be sneaky on the show but we do like them sneaky and um, i think you, you know the uh, thing you put up with the voice uh when they say something incongruous is always interesting right it is that scary grating voice it's like would you like some tea i am your yeah, servant yeah. like that kind of stuff that that is is both funny and scary at the same time and it's like um and then <clears throat> yeah another thing you're uh, uh it's it's like <clears throat> you know they're gonna kill everybody at some point um it's like me at a dinner party you know <laughs> everybody's gonna die at some point but it's waiting for that to happen that's the exciting part like what what how long will this go before i start killing everybody um well and so here's by the way my so i think my favorite one that we've watched so far and, and i actually haven't watched that many of the dalek episodes um but my favorite one, I think, is Death. I don't know if my rankings actually hold this up. Hmm. <laughs> Nobody check Death- this. Nobody check. Everyone just agreed <laughs> not to check this. <laughs> I think Death to the Daleks is my favorite. And that was not not sneaky, but it is they're <clears throat> threatening in the way that like you're inside their thing. They're just running this planet and they're uh, the doctor and companions are in there trying to escape. But a lot of the scenes are just the Daleks running their show, like running their thing. And mm-hmm. similarly, there's always this threat of like they're keeping these people around because it's worth them. They're, they could just kill them at any moment. Right. Uh, and so I liked that. Like I, I thought that one worked, but again, I think this one, the, the, the power of the Daleks 
would have been among my favorite or either of these could have been power of the Daleks if it had been shorter and yeah. victory of the Daleks if it had been longer uh could have been among uh it could have been above that but i really enjoyed death of the daleks which i you said isn't even that like oh uh, it depends a lot of people i mean uh it's, it's, i mean why i picked it because it was the first one we watched right it was the third doctor and sarah uh, it was the first dalek story we watched um and uh and i picked it because it is sort of it is sort of the most typical <laughs> I mean, no other way to describe. it's just like the most sort of white bread uh bog standard dalek story um and they they're in it a lot and they wander around doing dalek stuff and they exterminate people and then they get blown up what is genesis of the daleks your favorite yeah, that's Genesis. The one is the is is I believe it's my number one at the moment. Yes, uh, Genesis of Alex is the one with uh, Davros, the first bit. and uh, exactly. Uh, you know, Davros is almost a necessary element of like you know gets around that dialogue thing or that part. Like you need because the Daleks also and, and the series wavers on this a bit, but because the Daleks are supposed to be sort of logical and unemotional and blah blah blah. Again, that makes them less interesting to watch. Um, and you know the dialogue is a little bit obviously difficult, but then you bring in Davros, who can be an emotional character and who can you know add anger or you know insanity <laughs> stuff to the role, um, and so it becomes much more interesting. Um, um, but again, Davros is hard to be sneaky too because he's pretty clearly insane and terrible, uh, and you know it's not like you know. Look, I don't mean to be discriminatory or anything, but you know this withered, this withered husk in a wheelchair isn't going to be a romantic lead or anything. <laughs> like seduce a companion or something like that. By the way, I I did uh, avail myself of the rankings, and Death <clears throat> of the Daleks is like it's ranked fifty five out of eighty. So uh, <laughs> the one I completely forgot about, though, it's a similar theme of why I like it is um, I have the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah, not very- not twenty ten AD, but just the Dalek Invasion of Earth. I have that very high, but for a similar reason, I don't need to see them destroy the earth. I like seeing them already there. They've mm. destroyed everything and they're running things like and in charge and yeah. you're trying to kind of like out with them. That's what I like. So yeah. Like, powerful. Really and you're, you're sort of the resistance uh, uh, yeah. to them. Yeah. And that make that makes sense. Um, because, yeah, I mean, as you're, you're right, it's, it is. It's interesting, right? So so we'll get to Day of the Daleks at some point, which is a great third doctor story where um they are supposed to be a large invasion force um <clears throat> that's coming to planet earth but they only had three dalek props uh it's, it's very clear that there are only three daleks <laughs> um which are uh you know coming across a field and they try to shoot it cleverly to to build out the numbers which are like nope there's only three um <laughs> and so fans are always like ah you know uh, when when will the day come uh, uh you know i used to lie in bed at night and say when will the day come uh, when the Daleks <laughs> will come in mass, um, and um, you know, and and in the new series, obviously with CGI, brings us these giant armies of Daleks, and yeah. uh, you're right. I mean, it's cool. It's like okay, yeah. It, it, it's like oh it's exciting as a fan to be like oh thank goodness there's more than three now <laughs> um but at the same time it's like it's not that interesting now you ranked um while we're on the subject of Daleks uh you ranked Daleks in Manhattan evolution of the Daleks very low like you yeah. have it very low on our list and I have it like not not really high but I have it like kind of in the middle I I remember liking that like why is that such a bad episode for you and as i remember in the new Sneaky series Daleks. the regular dalek just dalek you liked like uh the the, the first one of the new series yeah um, yeah well so regular dalek like because um well actually regular dark is is sort of the best is 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 
uh, blows all of our, our arguments apart here, right? I mean, it's the Dalek as powerful and, and shooting everything and being indestructible and blah, 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 but it's only one of them. Um, right. So that one makes it, uh, you know, that makes it, um, it's neither thing. Just, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, as you say, Dalek's take Manhattan uh, or whatever it is. Uh, that one, is, that's the Muppets take Manhattan. The Dalek's <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> um, that one, uh, I think I think I didn't I don't collect I think it was the the sort of visual effects the costuming and things like that the, oh, the, the right. pig people and the it just didn't quite hang together as a story for me it didn't, didn't quite click for me um, but you're right and and Dalek uh, uh, I'll tell you there's a great one uh, so Dalek uh, the the Richard Eccleston story is based on a big Finnish story called Jubilee uh, it's by the same author Rob Sherman mm. um, and he's basically commissioned he's like do the do Jubilee thing again but for the news uh, and in that one it's a lone Dalek prisoner similar to the beginning of the Dalek but then uh, that one the Dalek is manipulates people sort of psychologically through the whole thing and there's never sort of a big invasion moment um, that's all just uh, uh, manipulating uh, through people. and that's very clever and very scary so it's like okay so yeah they, they can work and there's actually a ton of Obviously, in their audio productions, the visual Daleks are not not as useful. Um, <laughs> well, John, what's what's your final take? Daleks, yes or no? I'm, I'm in. I'm still. You know what? We give them another few stories at least. They've only had like a couple dozen. All right, we're in the ranking part of the show, yeah. John. How are you doing so far? Good. Are you okay? Good. I'm making it. I'm in. I'm making it. I'd like to check in at this point to see if we want to call the podcast. We're like, should we should we even do this? This is <laughs> episode we... fifty. I mean, this is yeah. this is exciting. We are rank that means we're ranking our hundredth uh, episode. We have yeah. now watched a hundred Doctor Who stories. And there are oh, and I you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna update this. The as of last time I wrote this, there are two hundred and ninety-seven official <laughs> Doctor Who television stories. I have to check on that because a few have come out. But um we've ranked to your point, we've ranked ninety-eight. So we're yeah. gonna rank 99 and 100 so wow. let me get people. started are people excited uh, are uh, uh, listeners are you excited wait let's see if, uh, hold on let's just see if anybody <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh they i bet they are i mean in yeah, their own I, way they're, in, they're, they're in. celebrating privately at home <laughs> amongst, um, amongst friends and families I uh, I don't know. I found it difficult to rank these because of like mm. what I said. I felt like I enjoyed these stories, but they they were flawed in some sort of structure. So I wasn't sure where to put them. As we always said, it's easier when the stories are very clearly good or bad, and then you could just stick them uh, right where you want. But th- this was in the middle for me, but then it ended up kept creeping higher and higher. So what I did is I actually put Victory of the Daleks at number 24. Um, oh. Uh uh, just under the Centauran Stratagem, Poison Sky, just above the mm. Macro Terror, and mm. then uh, Power mm. of the Daleks. I uh, I actually looked right around Macro Terror because it was also an animated mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and um, I think I enjoyed that a little bit more than mm. this one. Mm. I do really enjoy the animated episodes. I think they. I can't. Um, ask, I, we didn't really yeah. talk about it. But did you like? Did you think the animation was pretty decent here? I mean, yeah, I, I like the animation, and it 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 works very well with. Similar to the macro, the macros themselves, like the monsters look good in the animation because yeah. I think they do 3D modeling of them. Yeah. And so that and certainly, and Daleks, the great thing about Daleks, or the easy thing, I think, when you're doing computers, obviously, is that Daleks are very, you know, metallic manufactured. Yeah, and so you can it's really them. funny to think about this. I, I, I imagine that some of the very first 3D renderings must have been of Daleks because they're so easily modeled. Like yeah. they're they're just yeah. I think basic people, shapes. People did them on YouTube and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I, I don't. So uh, this is 
the BBC doing these animations. And and so there are some uh, – uh, there's a sequence in the Macro Terra where they cut it out because like, it could just be too much to animate. And it's just like the Doctor gets his clothes rumpled up in a machine or something like that. And they're like, no, we only yeah. have so many <laughs> sets of Doctor stuff and we can't do this. And it's like – so, um, uh, you know, so yeah, they, that's why I think all these Dalek ones are getting done because like, oh, we can do these. <laughs> So I put the power of the Daleks. Uh, I I did put it below the Micro Terra, but it's in my top kind of third here. Um, it's just below Planet of the Dead and just above the Beast Below. Um, still on Earth Journey's End, so it's it's in there with some ones I really like. Um, I, I I I was surprised, but I just I enjoyed a lot of things about the episode, um, and so I I ended up putting it above um, some other things that I. I don't know. It surprised me how high I ranked them in the end. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, these are now. So let's see. I have the the highest ranked Dalek episode is Dalek Invasion of Earth, as I said. Then I mm-hmm. have Genesis of the Daleks. Good. And then I have these. Both mm-hmm. those are my. So they're they're in they're the right. top yeah. of my Dalek oh, episode. Close, correct. Um. Yeah. So I've got uh, I've got victory that I was a little lower on. Um. Uh. Again, I, I wanted more. It was. I think as I was trying to figure out how to rank it, I was like, all right, it's got, um, it's got the one sort of, it's got like one cool gimmick moment, right? It's got the, oh, he's, he's creating the new Daleks or whatever. Um, and, uh, I guess that's sort of exciting. Uh, and Matt Smith kind of encountering for the first time, but then it was much else to it. So it ended up going around utopia for me, which is the same kind of thing, right? Utopia is an eh story that has sort of that one moment of like, it's the master, which would be great if that's if they introduced him like he was on the Muppets. It's the master. Oh. <laughs> like, hey. All right, that's terrible to think about. Anyway, they didn't. Uh, we'll go back and talk. Anyway, um, yeah. So Victoria Dax, I got at number fifty three. Um, so middling. Um, um, nothing, nothing wrong with it. But uh, um, I guess there's just not that much complexity or nuance to it that you wouldn't really go back to it much. Uh, um, so yeah, a fine story. Uh, and, and a good outing for Matt Smith. Um, <clears throat> and then Power of the Dax, I have a little bit higher. Power of the Dax again. Uh, um, uh, Benefits, I think, for me from um, a, I read it first, so the first time. So, so um, I didn't mention the thing, but Power of the Dogs is, was only ever broadcast once on the BBC, um, and then uh, it was never repeated, uh, and then you know they junked the episodes uh, later. So um, nothing, nothing is left. There's no, uh, there's little, there are a few clips, but no, no, even not even a single episode. Um, and you know, it's not clear where it is, uh, but the fact that it wasn't repeated means that, you know, there are fewer copies of it. So it may truly be lost forever. Um, so I read it first, uh, and it was also oddly, um, novelized very late. Like they'd finished all the other Doctor Who stories and then the power of the Daleks and evil of the Daleks, I think because the rights issues, they weren't novelized. Um, so it came out like when I was in high school. So basically the first time I read it was, I read it in high school, heard, knew the story, but read it in high school. Uh, and then got the audio later. So anyway, I encountered it all. Um, and it's, I think it's stuck in my brain is like somewhat, especially with the, the book was very like even more sort of slow burn psychological, the Daleks growing in power, right? The, the, the mixed metaphor, right? It's about them becoming more powerful, but also they want power. It's all there. It's all, it's it's basically, um, it's basically Joyce's Ulysses. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so no, I, for whatever reason, I, I think it, when I watch it now and the anime thing, all of that kind of, and I remember the audio, um, thing being very good. Uh, the, 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 the soundtrack with the narration was very good. So, so yeah, I've got it at number 24, uh, just below the arc in space above that world of the party of the ways. Um, because I do, <clears throat> I, it is, it is, a, it is, a, I love Troughton. Uh, it's a great debut for him. Uh, it's just, and I like the, I do like that slow build of the Daleks. I think there's a good payoff at the end. Um, and I do kind of, I kind of love the boldness of like, you know, all that plot you were just listening to for the last five episodes, 
they're all dead. Everybody's dead now. <laughs> that's, that's how powerful these things are, is that all this other stuff, all the things that the humans were running around and be like, this is so important, this is so important, um, were completely meaningless uh, in the face of these things. I, I thought that was a, a cool little ending. So, yeah, number 24. Well, when it ends up working out in our old uh, combo <laughs> rankings, uh, it's just short of the top 20. It's mm. 21. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is our highest second Doctor story. Really? It's <laughs> higher than Tomb of the Cyber, then Tomb of the Cyber, then Men, then Macro Terror, mm-hmm. and then the War Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victory that Alex clocks in at 36 with our combined ranking. It's tied with Earthshock and the Ambassadors of Death. And on you. just to remind people of our um, of our top 10 here, we mm. have The Eleventh Hour, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Inferno, mm-hmm. Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead, and Robot tied for three. I thought for me, yeah. I was going through that. I was like, Silence of the Lambs. It's like, wow, that, ooh, that, that gets <laughs> on every it on. list. It's just so compelling. <laughs> it's that it's so not good. really about Doctor Who, but it goes on the list. Um, the Aztecs and Blink tied for number five. Mm-hmm. Genesis of the Daleks and the Runaway Bride tied for number seven. Tooth and Claw. That was number our number one for a while. Yeah. And then the Empty Child, the Doctor Dances, rounding out the top ten. And our bottom ten. Um, New Earth. Love and Monsters. Oh, man. Yeah, these are some rough ones. The Keys of Marinus is lower than I... That's really low. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not as bad as those other ones. Is yeah, it? You sit, sit through it again and, and tell okay. me if you sit. <laughs> but I just mean some of these other. Meglos, The Mind mm-hmm. Robber, Vengeance mm-hmm. on Varos, uh, Fear Her. Oh, God. I hated that. Um, <laughs> Time Lash, which is mm-hmm. your bottom. Yeah. We like the Herbert. Edge of Destruction. And then sure. my worst, which is also the worst of the list currently, is Time in the Run. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, those are some rough ones. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Keys of Mariners being. I just remember Keys of Mariners being kind of boring. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit slow. Um, I, I do, I, I like the time of the Ronnie's in because I do use that as a so so to watch the new series and and folks. Uh, hopefully, they won't bar me from the UK. Fortunately, no one listens to this, but if they um, uh, to watch the new Doctor Who's, I VPN into uh, our office as a UK server, uh, and then I can go on the BBC website and watch it on iPlayer. Uh, and you have to technically sign up on the website and you have to click a box that says, yes, I pay my TV license or something like that. Well, <laughs> well, probers gather close. Hmm. I don't no, pay yeah, a TV I, license. I don't imagine. Um, good. But I click the checkbox anyway. And what? when people and when I start talking about it, I was like, I justify it by saying, sure, that is money that wouldn't be going to the BBC. But I have bought Time and the Ronnie four <laughs> times <laughs> on VHS, on DVD, on DVD Blu-ray. I have bought it a lot, uh, and it's terrible. So the BBC gets a lot of my money, and they're gonna get. I'm gonna buy this new series, so I don't feel that guilty uh, about this. So there you go, Pro, oh boy. Pro, feels good to get off my chest. Wow, I, wow. say, I am. I am liberated. Uh, the authorities can reach John at John at Show. <laughs> I oh, I'd be excited if someone emailed. That'd be exciting. If you want me to turn John in, I'm Porter at MindProbe.show. I, at our 100th episode, I think it's a good time to check in again. How are our rankings doing in terms of like overall by doctor? So mm-hmm. um, overall right now, and obviously this is this is early, but Matt Smith Matt, Matt Smith coming in hot. He, he's mm-hmm. ranked our best doctor so far at this, at this moment. We've only watched like four episodes. But um, then Tenant... Then uh, the third doctor, uh, uh, Pertwee, mm-hmm. then uh, looks like maybe the second doctor. All right. Climbing, um, climbing list. So interesting stuff here. And then Christopher Eccleston, then Tom Baker, mm. then 
um uh the fifth uh, the fifth doctor um I'm peter davison yeah. peter davison mm-hmm. then william hartnell and then we get into some rough rankings <laughs> <laughs> um then we get into mm-hmm. i guess 60. it would be the seventh doctor yeah. then the eighth yeah, then he the only sixth. gets one one shot at it support guy yeah, yeah. Um, well, he did okay. He beat out a few. Other yeah, doctors, yeah. He's doing so. all right. Number one, pretty bad story. A good doctor. Mm-hmm. The sixth doctor is really doing rough. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Vengeance and bars and time lash really dragged the poor man. Time down. lash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, he's a really nice man and a nice and he's a great actor. And you know, I think of of the doctors, uh, all the doctors probably most likely to listen to this podcast. Um, no. So that's I feel I feel like we well. should we should really apologize. <laughs> Well, we're gonna wa- we're gonna watch all of them. You know, yep. we've only watched yep. so we've yep. watched some of the, some of the rougher ones. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, you guys, um, you know this. He's been listening to fifty episodes of this, but you know, for for those just tuning in, who mm. those who like to be like, you know what, I like to listen to a podcast after they've got about fifty under their belts. Right now's the time now's to drop it. Good time to jump in, and yeah. you can go to mindprobe.show. You can see all the old episodes. You can see notes on those episodes. Our whole the ranking we just talked about is on there. You can sort it by oh, yeah. if you wanted to see me or like my like newbie ranking of them versus John's, you know, distinguished uh, professorial ranking mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see how to subscribe to the podcast, which, of course, we'd love you to do and love you to go and rate the podcast. If you can leave a review, a five star review, uh, we would appreciate all of that. And as we mentioned, you can contact us, John at mindprobe.show, Porter at mindprobe.show. And I'm also on Twitter but you consistently meat. don't contact us at those, and we appreciate you leaving us alone. I think seeing yeah. our privacy, we yeah. appreciate. But if you wanted to, exactly. you know, you could. we will. We would be happy to talk. Um, to you. A couple updates from Paul so on our fiftieth fiftieth episode. Yeah. Um, so Paul um, informs us uh, that first of all, a kissogram is a thing. Remember, we were, I remember in eleventh yeah. hour, uh, a kissogram is a thing. Uh, it's a totally a thing here in England for the slightly more prudish birthday bachelor parties. Um, so a kissogram apparently is not a, a code for stripper. It is a person who comes and just kisses, I guess. They just like dress kind of cute and they kiss you and then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so there you go. Uh, and, um, um, uh, Paul is, um, uh, I think, um, I think he's almost a little, almost a little upset with us that we have really turned okay. around on Matt Smith. I think he's he's reevaluating Matt Smith and uh, and and finding uh, a joy in Matt Smith that maybe he didn't didn't oh, see. Oh, he didn't initially. really enjoy Matt Smith as much. Uh, yeah, had some, had some issues with him, or maybe his stories. But uh, uh, says that he's he's reevaluating. So, um, changing minds, changing hearts and minds, winning hearts oh, and minds yeah. here. Come on, um, on on uh, on. Tim- uh, which is uh, which is what we're here for. We we wanted to um to upend your core beliefs uh and make you reject them and uh, and find new new hope. Oh, we should also mention other things that we we do. John uh is like a privacy nerd and writes yep. a bunch of books on that. So go check that out. Yeah. Um, but I can't possibly think you're going to be interested in it. But I mean, you, you can. Yeah. I mean, you could be. I don't know. Yeah, uh, um, I make delightful cartoons. Yeah, that are rabbit, loved, there's a rabbit that he's loved by all. This. Yeah. There's a rabbit. There's a squirrel. You can go to RooneyComics.com and you can uh, check those out and then you could su- subscribe and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Porter Mason. So I want to get that out of the way. And with that, John, what do we have in store 
for next episode. Well, next episode, uh, we continue on in the Matt Smith, uh, Karen Gillian uh, series. Gillian's um, Island. Gillian's Island. Um, uh, she is actually stranded on it. No. Uh, with, uh, but we also, the return of River Song. Alex Kingston uh, comes back to, uh, to Doctor Who. Interesting. Uh, it's a two-parter, The Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, uh, which involves a big old spaceship crash. Uh, and so in my in the tortured spiral staircase mind of uh, mine, I connected it to a fourth doctor. We haven't had that. We haven't had a good fourth doctor story in a while. Um, crash spaceship sir, uh, story uh, with a fourth doctor and the second Romana in uh, full circle. Uh, so crash spaceships coming up, coming up, coming at you hot. Well, spaceships are something that we have in the future. <gasps> Ooh. And I say, here's, here's to the future, John. Here's to the lovely uh, future. Hoping all the perverts have a safe and happy holidays. Uh, yeah. You should be listening to this. Holidays are coming up hot and fast here <laughs> on the old calendar. Everything's coming up hot and fast. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and also, <clears throat> big and spicy Texas style holidays. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite? What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Arbor Day is a sucker for Arbor Day. Sure. You know? sure. Um, yeah. You wear your big tree headdress. Yeah, big tree. Um. Uh. Oh, that's a question. I think I, I think I end up liking Thanksgiving because you know, it's the one you have to do the least on, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Christmas is a lot of work. Um. Whereas, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving you just eat. Uh, and then you get Friday off, and I don't do any of that Black Friday uh, stuff. By that I mean I like. I'm kidding. I've met some. I like the any of them where everything is truly shut down, like no, like mm. no one's really doing anything because. So COVID was like a big old holiday for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, holiday. Doing things and whatever they still are. You want the world to stop? I really, yeah, I, I really do. I like when because then I feel like you can truly just kind of be in the moment in that holiday and like there's nothing else going on. There's no need to look at, like no one's doing anything. There's no need to like check out anything else. Yeah. Like that. Um, True. Which I I put into that like New Year's, uh, the night of New Year's, the day of July Fourth, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I feel like America does really stop. And I think the world appreciates when America stops. Yeah. And on that happy American note. <laughs> Mindprobe.show.